technology is catching up to the human race. It's live? Okay. Good morning. So, in the spirit of Seyed Rishtalshlis, which means a uh, evolution of steps of the cosmic order, Seyed Rishtalshlis, like a Shoshelis, a chain. So we've been going through the steps. It started after I covered the Milam of Seyed Rishtalshlis, and Lifnei Atzimtzum, and then the Tzimtzum, Eirein Sof Lifnei Atzimtzum, and the Tzimtzum, and the Rishimu, and the Kav. So in the last two weeks, I covered the general picture of Seyed Rishtalshlis, both the Abya, the Klolos, the macrocosm of Atzilus Briyatsiya, and the microcosm of Atzilus Briyatsiya, which we haven't yet gotten to. So, in the language of the Maimer I mentioned from Drush Gimu Mini Odom from the Alter Rebbe and Tzemach Tzedek, with the Tzemach Tzedek's Hagos, Atzilus the Klolos is airing itself before the Tzimtzum, essentially the level of the Esosphirus Agnusis and Shir Atzme Bekeach and all those levels. And Briya the Klolos in macrocosm, is uh, Odom Kadmin, Ak, which we discussed last week and two weeks ago. Then when you go next would be Yitzhida de Klolos. So Yitzhida de Klolos is uh, explained two different ways. Either it's Akudim and Akudim, or Atik and Arich. So I'm going to do today, we'll do is Akudim and Akudim, which is Yitzhida de Klolos. And as I explained, just to sum up what I said, the Klolos and Pratis is really a Klal in all of Tera and all of Primisa Tera as well. The idea essentially of Elam Kotten Zer Odom. Everything has a macrocosm, everything has a microcosm. Elam Kotten Zer Odom means that the universe, even though the Elam Godl is a big universe, but every human being is a small universe in microcosm. And the second half of the Medish is that Elam Kotten Zer Elam. The whole universe is like a large human being, so, so to speak. So everything is structured in a, like what they call, they call a hologram, that you find everything within everything. So, um, so this, that's why, so the idea of clawless and protis is essentially that concept. So if you think in terms of the whole big picture, you speak the clawless. You speak more specifics, it's more the protis, more the microcosm. Generally speaking, when you see in Chassidus, Atzilus, Briyatzirasi, it always usually means protis, unless... The, the, the Rebbe or the Mimer spells out otherwise. That's the general rule. So in the bigger picture, Yitzhira de Klolos, as I said, is Akudim and Akudim. And those are the two worlds that come after Odom Kadmin. Now, always important to remember, as I always emphasize, that this whole thing is not because the Ebishter needs it, it's because we need it. In other words, it's all these, all these Dargis and all these Elimists is meant for us to understand a process. The Ebishta wanted a process to make sense. So it's a Seder Masudir. He could have created everything in one second and you don't need any of these levels. And secondly, and maybe as important, maybe even more important, is that through Avoida, we have now stepping stones, so to speak, a ladder which to climb because we can associate with each target. It's just like we say every day in Shema, Why don't you just jump straight to B'chol because we are like a Talmud of a, of a teacher, of a Mishpia, of a Rav, 
a Talmud has to go step by step. You can't get the Benesha Le Mishnah if you don't first have Mechamesh Le Mikre. And then Mechamesh Le Gemara. And so on. So everything in this world, the way it was created, is in an orderly fashion. And that is the only thing we can relate to. Since the relationship, since the Ebrister wants a Dirbetachtenim, means he wants us in Tachtenim, in the structure of Tachtenim, and our Seichel, and our um, Midas, which was also created with Salam Alekim. So therefore, Seder Shtalshus essentially is something that we can relate to, and that's actually the Tzalem Alekim in which we were created. Nishtal Mahem, the Keiches Adam, as he says in Tanya, are Nishtal Mahem, they evolve from the Esesphiris. The Esesphiris are the Ebrister's attributes. Kamuvan the Ebrister himself is higher than all these things, but he chose to manifest a Lakus in these Dargis. So Seder Stas is essentially the Ebrister's way of manifesting in what we call either Eir HaGvul or Kayach HaGvul, Mamala Kalalman, but it also has Sevev Kalalman. And um, so each of these steps is all part of that process. So the truth is, every Darge is both not only helps us understand how creation came to be, it also helps us understand in Veda how we can connect, not just to the lower levels, but even to the highest possible levels. So we're going to start now with Akudim, which is one of the more mysterious worlds because, you know, you know Chassidus does talk about it, but not as much as, let's say, Atzillus or Briyat. And, and also understand not just what it is, but also why it's necessary. Like I said, every step is necessary. Odom Kadman, I explained last week especially, is the Er Kloli, as the Magid puts it, Alter Rebbe would repeat many times the name of the Magid, Mizitsu Magid, his Rebbe, that's an Er Kloli, it's like the blueprint and the snapshot, the bird's eye view of all of existence. And that makes total sense, because before you build a building, you need to have a blueprint. And that's why Taka'ak is often associated with Teirah. Even though Teirah is on all levels, but very often, especially in Ayin Beis, Teirah is the level of Ak. So just like Yistakal Baraisa, Bara Alma, so Teirah in Ak, Ak is the place where the Ebrister looks at, because that's his blueprint, that's where he put the whole picture. So Ak is Kael Kola Mokim Kola Zman Kola in obviously in a nutshell, in a type of snapshot. Now, Akudim is already a process where generally it says that in Ak, even though there is this Shedesh HaKelim, but you don't say there's really Kelim in Ak yet, because Ak is primarily, like if you look at a blueprint, even though a blueprint has images, but it don't, you don't really have a structure, it's not a building yet. So there's the beginning of the building, and we're talking, of course, in Ruchnius, the first step of really the creation is Akudim. So the best marshal for Akudim, and I've mentioned it a number of times, is the marshal of the conception of any uh, creation. For example, the conception of a child. The moment that a, the Ebrister blesses a husband and wife with a neshama that enters and gives life to the seed of the man that fertilized the egg of the woman, they become one. And, and it produces a live, viable life. Uh, so what, what's that moment? That moment in, the, in, the, in, the, in scientific language, you have one cell that is now a living cell. And this cell will become, will divide many times over, as I mentioned, to the point that today we know there's over 35 trillion cells in the human being. 35 trillion. And it all began with one. A similar, exactly like a seed in the ground. You plant, let's say, an apple seed in the ground, or it falls off a tree. The seed, even though when you look at it, you can't imagine it, this seed, as it will grow, 
and if it doesn't dry up or gets destroyed, will develop and become one day a mighty tree with branches and leaves and apples. And I mean, I'm just using apple, it could be any type of tree. So this elaborate tree, no different than a child, I mean, different, obviously, it's not a human being, but it's the same idea that everything begins with a nucleus, like a, a, a wonder kuda, and from there it's mispashat and extends and branches out until it becomes a full-blown reality. So the world of Akudim, if you wish, you could call it the world of that seed. And that's why the language, this is in Eitz Chaim, where he talks about in Shara Akudim, he says, Eser Eris Akud Beklei Echad. So the word Akudim comes from the word Akud. Akud means bound. It's like ten energies bound in one container. That's the language. That's how Akudim is described. Just by contrast, Nukudim is, as its name implies, Nukudim is, is points. It's not one. It's ten Eris and ten Kalim. However, there, the Eris and Kalim are not yet balanced. But in Akudim, you, have, you, don't only, you only have one keli, like one cell, one seed. So it's only a muscle because obviously Akudim is not Gashmias, but that concept is very clear. Now, you could ask the question, it sounds very awfully similar to how Chassidus explains what Chachmah is. The Nukudis HaChachmah sounds like this, because the Nukudis HaChachmah is again a seed, and Bina develops it. So I don't remember if I've ever seen that Akudim is associated with Chachmah, but it's very possible that it is. Because there is a, some commonality. Obviously, it's not like Chachma Vatsilas because we're not yet the, the level of Vatsilas. So the three, the, the Sarkudim is the first step where everything is concentrated at one point, but now it's no longer a blueprint. Everything is also there, but it's called the Erkloli. There's no Keli yet. There, it's more the vision of the architect or the vision of the creator. So that vision encompasses the whole building. Here, you actually have the first manifestation of a keli. But it's only one. So in the Moshal, for example, Ak would be more the vision of the Eberstead, or even the vision of the children, of the, I'm sorry, not the children, the parents. Magid says that a father envisions Messiah, what his child is going to look like. So even before a, 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 a cell is conceived, a seed is, a, even before a child is conceived, you could have a vision of it. Like the Eberstead sends an Neshama down and has a certain vision but you can't say it's manifest yet in a, in a seed. There's no seed yet. So therefore there's no cell, and therefore there's no, what we don't have a kudim yet. So a kudim is, on one hand, it has something similar to ak, because everything is nichol in one entity, but what makes a difference is now a step down, because now you actually have something tangible to hold on to. So it would be like, um, like uh, let's say you have a concept, let's say a blueprint for a building, yeah, let's say the first day, and they start building, that first moment that they put the first brick, you could call it a uh, groundbreaking or something like that, but you've already implemented it. It's not just a theory. It's become now the beginning that will later develop into a full-blown child or tree or whatever example you use. So Akudim plays the role, like everything is a mamutza. It's really like a mamutza between Ak and the next stages. I should mention like this, the word Akudim, it's from a Pasuk in Chumash, which really says that when Yaakov Avinu, Pasha Vayetze, when he was breeding the chain Lovon, so it says that he used Maklis to breed them differently. And he says that he bred three types of uh, sheep, Akudim, Nukudim, and Vrudim. That's the expression. 
And the different Rashi says there are different, uh, the, the different meanings. What is Akudim, Nekudim, Vrudim? So generally speaking, Akudim is like one, like I said, everything is one, one stripe or something like that. Nekudim is spotted. It's like a, somewhat like a leopard. Spotted. And, uh, and, and Vrudim is many stripes. So Chesidus, the Al-Tzamech Tzedek, has a mimer where he explains how that associates with Akudim, Nekudim, Vrudim, and Ruchnius. Because obviously everything in Teirah is Medaberes, Belyenim. That in Ruchnius, Lovon is Levin Ha'elyon. This is what the Chaim says. So Lovon Lamato is Lovon of Klippe. But Lamaila, like everything, is Shedish is in Levin Ha'elyon, which is like those, what's called supernal, the pure whiteness of the highest levels in Ein Sof. And same Lovon is that, that, uh, that Yaakovina was Mamshech from Levin. He was Mamshech three Dargis, Akudim, Nekudim, and Vrudim. That's what it says in Eitzchayim. See, this uh, cites it quite. Not quite often, but a few places. So really, that's where it's rooted. So when, so when Yaakov was doing the maklis, Kamuvan was all Ruchnius de Kavedis. I mean, in Zayar it says the maklis was a dugma for Tefillin. But without uh, going into those details, the point being is Akudim, Akudim, Vrudim is three stages that we're discussing. I'm starting with Akudim. That's ultimately going to be Akudim is the world we're talking about right now. And Akudim is another name for the world of Toyu. And Vrudim is another name for the world of, of Tikkun or Atsilus. So Atsilus really has three names Atsilus, Tikkun, and Vrudim. And Toyo has two names, which is Nukudim and Toyo, and uh, Kudim is just Akudim. I don't think there's another name for it. So the point being is that these are three stages that we have to go in order. So I'm doing now the level of Akudim, but they will ultimately, Akudim will lead to Nukudim, and Nukudim will lead to Vrudim. And uh, briefly, Nukudim and, and uh, Toyo and Tikkun is going to be, you're going to already have 10 Eris and 10 Kalim in Nukudim. Maybe we'll get to it now, today, I'm not sure, we'll see. And, but there, there's still an Eifen of Eris Merubim and Kalim Mo'atim, and that's why the Shvirus HaKalim in Toyo. And it's only in Vrudim, in the world of Tikkun, where the Eir and Kalim come to peace with each other, and there's a harmony, a Skalulus, not just a Skalkus. And that's when in the context of what we're describing, is when a child is ready to be born, a full-blown child. So Akudim would be the moment of conception. Nekudim would be a stage, if you gave the emotional pregnancy, in the middle somewhere, where you can have conflict, because the child is very f- fragile then. In, and, and then in the world of Vrudim is when everything comes into harmony, a full hiskalos. So the purpose of Akudim in this context is, if you think of it logically... Why, why, why is it necessary? Why can't we just jump to uh, Nukudim and then Vrudim? Or for that matter, you could just jump to, to, to Tikkun and Atzilus from Ak. Why do you need these two stages? So it's like asking the same question. Why does a child have to go through pregnancy? Why isn't the child just born? Why do we need the nine months of development? So as I said before, because Abishtah wanted an orderly process, and also he wanted us to be able to retrace the steps. It's Adaveda, because remember... Even the world of Tikkun, even, even though it's a lakus, but it's a lakus in a structure. And the goal is to connect to the Ebrister that's higher than structure. When we say, Les machshavet fisebe klal, or lav inun midus iu klal. He's not made of a structure. And the goal of the real interface, the mamutza, is that tachtenim should be a diralei is baruch. Dira loshen yochit, tachtenim loshen rabbit. So it's true that we must have tachtenim, so we must have this process all the way down to full hischalkus and hischalkus which is the details of this existence that we have. But you also want it to be connected to the Nukuda Achas. 
And that's where Akudim comes into play. Because Akudim is a stage. And remember, it's all the Mailam Isman. So there's Akudim right now and Akudim. In Ilam Hazer, because man is over hover, anosid. So then, of course, a child, once it's conceived and then it's born, the conception was back nine months ago. But in, in Ruchnius, all this is happening all the time. So we constantly have the level of Akudim turning into Nekudim, turning into Vrudim. And the role of Akudim is, if you want, you can call it sometimes uh, keeping everything honest, because everything is aligned in that one cell. So the fact that you have a cell, just like you need a blueprint to make sure, to have a reality check, that whatever you're building is aligned with the vision of the architect. So Akudim, as I said, is a step below the blueprint. You need to have one place where everything is included. So basically, to put it very simply, if we did not have that one cell, then ultimately, and jumped right away to having a full-blown child, you wouldn't have that one single unit message that's telling the entire body that everything is aligned to one Nekudim. And to just explain it, let's talk about the Maimah Chazal. So, it says, Basarim Amoris Nivra'ela, right? So the Gemara asks, what do you mean? When you count the Chumish, you only find nine Maimoris. He Eir, He Rekia, all the way to He Adam, Nasa Adam, Betzameinu, Kedvuseinu. It's nine if you count it. So the answer is, Bereshis Nami Maimerhu. So Bereshis Borelekim is also considered a Maimer. So really, you have one Maimer, Bereshis Borelekim, and then come the nine specific Maimoris. So the question is asked, I believe in Padre Shalom, there are not in other places. What does this mean exactly? So first of all, why is it so different? Why do you need a question and an answer? Why, and we know Bereshis Borelekim is a closed Maimer. It's creation of heaven and earth that includes everything. So why, why is that one different than the other nine? Why could, and the answer is, essentially, the Havana of it, is because the Ebershter wanted first to create a Klal, and then the Protim. And the Klal would make sure that the Protim are aligned to the Klal. So first is, it's, a, it's like a Maimur Kloli, like Akudim. Everything is one Akudim, meaning everything is in one Akud Beklei Echad. So all the Edis that will later emerge are all right now concentrated in one place. Or an example, in a seed. Or in the conception of that child, a cell, one cell. So that one cell is, is essentially Ahdus. And that Ahdus will inform every detail as it branches out into Nukudim and then ultimately Vrudim and Tikkun and Atsilus, that it all has that one message that's coming from Akudim that you should know that as much as you're different, and everything is different, the Eidus, the Eser Eidus, you're all really coming from one source, one Nekud. One and that's the word why we need Bereshis. And that's the, the question, what, where's the Maimon? And the answer is, the Maimon clearly called Bereshis Baralikim. Sometimes it's uh, spoken about in ways uh, that Bereshis is Chochme, like I said, same idea, Chochme is a Nekud Achas. But this is just an example of the role of Akudim. And it's, uh, if you think about it, it's a, uh, it gives a, makes a lot of sense because it adds to understanding the big question that we always ask, that when you say, how does from Ahdus come Ribui? And once it comes a Ribui, once you have one unit, how does it become a multitude of details and diversity? And once you have the details, how do you make sure that the details do not contradict or compromise the Ahdus? It's like the question, the simple question. The Abish that created the creation that says, <laughs> So why does it say Echad, not Rishin? So the Medrash says, 
Because on that day it was Meir Achdusi. It was clear there was only one Echad. It was very clear there was no other things except Ebrishtiz Achdus. Then comes day two, and by Yavdel, the Nakia, the Nakia, the Ebrishtiz created Havdalah. Exactly like number two. What did he do? He's divided two different realities. It's not everything is covered up in Mayim and Bemayim. It's, one, it's now two. And that's why Taka doesn't say Kitev. Why doesn't it say Tev and Tev too? Because Nivra Machlekes. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that Machlekes was created. It means the potential for Machlekes. That's only possible when you have two entities. If there was only one human being on this earth, it'd be impossible for there to be Machlekes. I mean, I know some people fight with themselves, but beyond that psychological problem, um, but usually a machlekes is two people. Like they said in the good old days in Afghanistan, there were two Jews left in the whole of Afghanistan, and they didn't speak to each other. It's a true story. Because each one thought they were the head of the kehillah. Now the kehillah was only two people. So each one had their own one-person kehillah. But two people right away, potential. day saying shavas. Two people are different. They have different opinions. So right away, it doesn't mean it has to be machlekes. Because also two opinions could also be... Uh, uh, you could also come Yem Shlishi, as I'll explain in a moment. So essentially, day, so day two, you can't say Tev Begoli yet. Comes Yem Shlishi, Shehuch Bobeki Tev, which is like we say in the morning, two groups of Kim can contradict each other. And the Machliya Beneim. So the third posuk, like Teferes, Chesed Gvura Teferes, is Yem Lishen, Yem Echad, Yem Sheni, Yem Shlishi. So Chesed is Achdus, Eir. Gvura is Ischalkus, which can lead potentially to divisiveness. Diversity could lead to divisiveness. And Machlekes. So it's not Tev Begoli yet. And day three, Teferes, creates an um, integration and a type of synthesis between Chesed and Gvura. So three is the Machriya Beinayim. And that's why it says twice toiv, one for Yem Shlishi and one for Yem Sheni. So Yem Sheni also ends up being good. However, you need the third to do, reveal that. So in some ways you could say that Akudim, Nekudim, Vrudim is these three days. Akudim is Yem Echot, because everything is Nichol. Eserayr is Beklei Echot. Like Bresh is Baralakim. It's all in one Nekudah. And there's no real room for, that's why there's no room for Shvidah Sakelim. Because there are no ten Eiris and ten Keli. There's only one Keli. You can't have a conflict when there's one Keli. In the Kudim, now you have a breakdown of the ten. But since they're not yet mature, so to speak, and they're still fragile, they can conflict with each other. And they actually do. That's what's called Shvirasa Keli. They conflict. Even though it's all Kedusha, there's no Klippa there. But Chochme and Bina don't get along, so to speak, because they don't have yet the ability to appreciate that they complement each other. It's called Iskalos. And day three would be compared to Atzillus or Tikkun or Vrudim that comes and now creates Iskalos between all the levels. And then, of course, you have an entity that's both diverse but also, har- uh, also unified. Basically, harmony within diversity, which is the hallmark of Teferah's that third level. This is what Sholem is. Sholem is Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu is Midas HaEmes. Excuse me, Sholem. Sholem doesn't just mean the absence of war. Sholem means also complete. And not just that two, two entities don't fight with each other. They actually complement each other. 
And each one adds something that the other one doesn't have, and they, and they both appreciate it. As I, I think I mentioned this, that's what real hiskalus is. Hiskalus is not that one dominates over another, is that you have many different pieces. Look at a healthy human body. Look at the child, a healthy child born. Has millions, and I said trillions of cells, and yet they all work together. Which is in many ways uh, almost a miracle. It's a paradox. But the fact is that's how it is. And the same thing with nature. This large world, is the same thing. Look at the coordination. Now, can it be messed up? Yeah, human beings can mess up the balance. That's what's called being unhealthy, both personally and also on a, on a collective level. But on its own, nature has a way of balancing itself out no matter what happens. There's a constant balance in a, in a fascinating way. You know, every species and every interaction, everything works in a very powerful, scholastic way, which we'll talk about more when we talk about Atsilas and Tikkun. I just wanted to put it in the context. So Akudim is really the first step and necessary because to have Iskaulus and Natsilus and Virudim, you need to have the Aglus and Akudim where everything came from one place. So in a way you could say that everything in existence all came from one Nakudim. The truth is science today even, when they talk about the Big Bang, they say almost the same thing. If you read anything about how they explain the way they understand how the world developed, they all talk about one, one point. There was like everything was concentrated at one point, and then there was an explosion. And that explosion is what created the, the diversity of the universes and the solar <laughs> systems. But it all began in a concentrated point. And science Bachlau goes always to that Nukudah. Everything starts with one point, and there it breaks out. Now, why is that the case? Because that makes total sense. That total sense. Like one human being gives birth to children, two, uh, parents give birth to children, those children will give birth to more children. So if you have 8 billion people on this planet, it's pretty much logical they all originate from one origin, one ancestor. However you explain it, whether a person is going to be uh, science or a pitera, that's a logical thing. No one can argue with that, that everything has to come back to one origin. So in a, in a sense, when you do that, you're basically going from Nishalkas back to, from Ribuy and Nishalkas, you're going back to Agdus. So in a sense, I couldn't place that role, that role of being that place where everything is concentrated in one nukuda. So it has many, many applications in life, um, just uh, practically speaking. For example, whenever you see conflict or you see any type of mediation, so a good mediator and a person knows how to resolve conflicts, what they're going to do well is going to go back and trace back the relationship and say, how did it begin? You know, because let's say what's in, whether it's a marriage or it's partners in business or friends that got into a fight or argument. So you always want to go back to how was it in the beginning? You know, I mean, sometimes, sadly, a couple will say, well, we were fighting from day one. Okay, so there's hard to find an akudim thing there. But in most cases, it's not usually that way. So you try to find a common denominator that before you guys disagreed, was there something you did agree about? And uh, so in a, in a way, Pashat, like I'm just giving a practical application, you're trying to find the Akudim in a place where there's now Hizchalkus and maybe even Machlekes and disagreements to find that one Akudim that, that unifies people. When you do that, it's a lot easier to create Shalom. Now, I'm not saying it's always automatic because once people get locked into their issues, it's hard to get them back to that place of Ahdus but it is something that's what you try to work towards. Because you don't want to just force people to just to smile to each other, even if they're, they hate each other. You want them to really connect again. 
And that connection means that you both came from the original place. So the very etzimin, you know, we say, kosher zivugon kekriyas yamsuf. So we, that, uh, that basically a marriage is like, uh, like uh, as difficult as kriyas yamsuf. Which, you know, is kale yungalite. Maybe not such a hopeful statement uh, when you hear that. that the taters already being conveyed, it's difficult. But, but first of all, as the Rebbe once told somebody who asked for a shidduch by dollars, uh, and uh, it wasn't by dollars, I'm sorry, by yechidus or something. So the Rebbe said, ki kriyas yamsuf, only kichofa dimyan. Not mamish, so it's not, not uh, that difficult. But nevertheless, what, why is it difficult? Um, because Azokha Nekeva, man and woman, as much as they have in common, there's also fundamental differences. And just like Kriyas Yamsuf, what was Kriyas Yamsuf? is Yam and Yabosha. So both are created by the Ebishter, but the Ebishter made a gvul. Here's Yam, and there's where the Yam stops, and the Yabosha begins. If you're wondering which is which, the woman is compared more to Yam and the man to the Yabosha. And uh, that's not really for now discussion, but that's the Nakud. To bring them together in a way, not just that they uh, are friendly, but actually that they should be like one is a difficult thing. Now, of course, the Chassidus asked the question, why is it difficult? The Ebrister, it's difficult for the Ebrister who created Yam and Yabosh and he created the rules of nature. Why is it difficult for him to make Kriyas Yamsuf? The answer is because the Ebrister bound himself, Leish Besu, to the rules of nature. And, and he doesn't just create Nisim Azei. Of course he could. He could do whatever he wants. But as I said, Ebrister doesn't do just whatever he wants. He's, he, he honors the very world that he created. Because there's a reason he created the Yam and Yabosh and separated them. So Kavyochel is kosher in Seder Ishtalshus. The Milam is Seder Ishtalshus. There's nothing kosher. Nothing is difficult. But in Seder Ishtalshus, Kavyochel, this is not an easy thing. And the Ebrister wanted it that way. Because as soon as you have Ischalkus, it should be that way, that this should be not easy for two things to come together. But he made it in a way that they can come together. And the case of a, of a Shidduch, what are we told? Al-Tadeb Al- Al- writes about this, and it's a famous statement, Plagufa, that they call soulmates, that the husband and wife were neshama, they were once one, before they came to this world. Then these neshamas split into two, and came to two different bodies and two different families that maybe don't even know of each other, complete, complete strangers, but they're not real strangers because the neshamas come from one place. In other words, it was Be'etzem, they were really one, which, which is what makes it possible for there to be a true harmony in a marriage. Because if they were really not one, even Be'sharsh, even Be'sharsham, then you could always argue, one second, you know, okay, fine, we can, we can have people getting along with each other, but how can you really be assured that they will completely join in the harmony? But since you know that there's a shadish, like an akudim, that they were really one, and later they broke into two, so even though, they're, yes, there are going to be sometimes chilukideis, different opinions, different personalities, different approaches, and in general men and women have many fundamental differences, but that's not where they were rooted. They were rooted in one place, which also perhaps explains, I haven't seen this, but I'm just thinking about it, why the Ebrister made Zachar Nekeva Bara Esau, and only afterwards was the Nesira where he split them into two. If you're going to split them into two, why not just create two creatures? A male and a female, two creations. Why make them one? Which says clearly they were like, the, the, um, that they were one, like an adragonous creature, according to most opinions, maybe all opinions. So the answer is because Abraham wanted them to be one, because even when they split into two, the goal is that they should reconnect and reunite. Because the goal is Achdus. The goal is not Ischalkus. But Ebrister wants Achdus became Ischalkus. So in many ways the idea of Akudim can be applied 
to understanding a lot of different things in how we balance this Ardus and the Schalkus. So then when you come to later, to Atzilus and Tikkun, and start understanding what Ischalus is, it didn't begin there. You have Akudim that it all started. And going back to the example of the child, the fact that uh, a child is conceived as one cell, in a way there's a tremendous Ardus in that. So whatever, however developed the child will be with all the details, it never loses that Ardus that is really at the essence of, of, the, of every individual. And at the essence of creation itself, like Rashi says, Bereshis Baralakim, that Maimer Bereshis is Kail called the to create the whole world in, there, in that nucleus. And then, then each day, he so called extracted each day's creation. So the Rekia and Desha, Desha, and the Me'edis, Agdelim, and everything was all there in day one. Obviously, not, not in a physical fashion, but it was all Nikhla, like all in one seed. And that seed then became developed into what the world as we see it. So there's fundamental agdus in everything. Now it's fascinating what I mentioned before with science. Is science, if you ask a, a good scientist, they will tell you in one sentence, what is science? Trying to find the unifying principles that connect all the diversity of this world. So the laws of science, study science, and you try to understand different things, different phenomena, and you're trying to understand what is the rule that controls all of it. Now, science is still seeking what they call the unified field principle, that one rule that will connect everything. They have it broken down into four, but they've never found a way to really bring it all into one rule yet. So they haven't found total ardus. That's where we have a step ahead of them. So we have that Hashem Echad. But scientists still will say that there's four. If you ever heard of the four, it would be gravity and electromagnetism and the nuclear force, the strong and weak nuclear forces, are the four main schools of science, and they've not found a way to really find that one nukud. So some scientists I know, I say to them, maybe you have to find the God particle. You know, maybe the God is the ultimate agdus. If you thought that, you'll never find ultimately total unity. He said, scientists are not looking for God. Um, you know, they're trying to avoid that. I said, okay, fine. Yeah, maybe they'll never get to it. Okay. So I'm not here to, I don't want to preach them, but... Uh, but it's interesting the Kudda, because ultimately everything in existence is, is what's called a murkav. Everything is made up of at least two piece, two parts. So you can't really find total ardus unless you find something that transcends uh, the, the distinctions. And uh, ultimately, that you have to go not just akudim, it's still eser eres beklei echad. So it's still eser and klei echad. You are talking about numbers. Obviously, you have to go all the way, lifting at Simpson back to complete ardus abshutta. So in some ways you could say, going back to Akudim, that Akudim is, in Seydish Tarsus, La'achriyat Simtsum, is actually a reflection of the Ardus Apshutta Lifniyat Simtsum. However, it's an Ardus Apshutta within the structure of Eser Sviris. Because we're saying Eser Eris B'Kleyachat. Okud B'Kleyachat. But where does it get this Ardus from? It's getting it from the, that's Meir, from Lifniyat Simtsum, through Ak, yes, through the Kav and through Ak, and Akudim, however, is now brought it to the level where there's already a keli, and the keli is margish, the, 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 this one keli is margish, and the eseres are all margish, that they're all connected to one, one ardus. So really, Akudim is focused big on ardus, but ardus as already is within so-called nevroim. Um, so that's why perhaps it's called Yitzira de Klolos. Not It's not Bria, because that's, uh, that's Ak. Yitzira de Klolos, because you already have a Yitzira. There is a Tzura here. However, it's a tzura of a seed. You know, 
So like Siddur says, the Yud of Yud Kevofke, even though it's a Nekude, it's still a Nekude. The Ketzer Shal Yud, or higher than the Yud Kevofke, there's no Nekude altogether. Here at least you have a Nekude, so there is a Tzura. In Ak, you don't have a Tzura yet. It's like Chemer Belit Tzura in the sense like Bria, with such a blueprint as I described. So that covers our Kudim, and uh, okay, so we'll stop here, and I'm going to continue next week um, with uh, Nekudim. Actually, next week, I'm not sure about. Okay, we'll stop here. Next week is Yud Shvat, right? They have to Yud Shvat, maybe travel. Okay, I'll let, I'll let.